Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. How do people fall in love? Well, believe it or not, I actually wrote a book about that. And using research from the social sciences and having worked with thousands of couples, we finally discovered there's a process, and we call it the love path. It has four steps. And if you want to learn how to fall in love or re-fall in love, those four steps in the love path really work extremely well. But we often get people who have had their love lost. The marriage is now in difficulties and trouble. And so rather than talking about how to fall in love, we want to talk about how to rescue your marriage. And in doing so, again, studying all kinds of things in the social sciences, looking at all kinds of research, but also working with thousands and thousands of people, we have come to understand another process that we're calling seven steps. Let me explain what those seven steps are in just a second. This is Kimberly Holmes, our CEO. Seven steps to what? Seven Steps to Rescue Your Marriage and Yourself. Hmm. And so it's different than the love path, mm-hmm. although it's in harmony right. with the love path. Right. But this is more specifically aimed at people. Now, we have divided these seven steps into three basic categories. The first category encompasses the first three steps. Then the next category is step number four. And then we have three more steps in the last category. Well, Kimberly, I don't think we can talk about all seven in one webinar or one podcast because it's just too much. And even if we break it down, we're only going to be able to hit the highlights right now. But let's talk about that first section. Somebody is in crisis and they're trying to save their marriage. We have steps one, two, and three. What's the first step? Yes. So the first step, if you're wanting to save your marriage, is that you need to calm down. Hmm. We have... Colorful language we've added in between, (laughs) calm and down, but this is a family-friendly podcast. But what we have found is for people who are really wanting to save their marriage, the first thing that they do when their spouse leaves, when they realize their spouse doesn't love them anymore, when divorce has been filed, is they typically freak out. Mm -hmm. The anxiety is through the roof. There's a ton of things going on. And so our first step, if you want to rescue your marriage... And the first step that a person needs to do is get calm, calm down, work on your pies, your physical, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual. We talk about that a bit in that first step as well, but it's really about getting a grounding so that you can think more logically and less emotionally for the rest of the steps to work. Right. It's not that your emotions are going to go away. You need to understand that. Now, in a previous episode of Relationship Radio, we said, well, the first thing you really have to do is to make a decision. Now, After that decision is when this first step comes. Calm down, because how many times have we witnessed people doing things that they think are somehow going to put this thing back together, and and it winds up being the worst things they can do because it propels the other person away even faster from them? Yes, that's right. Or 
it propels their family and friends to just not want to be around them because they're acting so erratic and anxious and wanting answers, wanting attention, wanting all of the things. So it can push their spouse away. It can push their support system away. It pushes a lot of things away when you're just acting out of I don't want to call them. uh, It's not irregular emotions. What is the word I'm looking for? I guess erratic, same thing, but it, Yes, you need to calm down so that you can think more clearly. You need to calm down so you don't send drunk text messages. You need to calm down <laughs> so you don't end up, you know, sending a dozen flowers. You know, you need to calm down so that your actions don't just push people further away. So one thing to remember there is this. It's not an emergency. I know it feels like that. And you're thinking, if I can just do something fast enough, do the right thing quickly, then I can nip this in the bud. Everything is going to get better. But it's not an emergency. And if you act like it is an emergency, you're going to not think clearly. You're going to act irrationally. And in that process, you're probably going to do more harm than good. You have time to do these steps to help put your marriage back together. It doesn't all have to happen today. So don't blow up your counselor's phone 12 times in the next half hour because of the fact that he or she can't get back to you right now. Don't go running to all your friends and panicking and and screaming and those kinds of things. Calm down. Now, we'll explain that a lot more, but not right here. We're just giving the highlights. Mm -hmm. And so if a person can, take a breath, Mm -hmm. calm down, breathe, get some control, then what's the next thing? Mm -hmm. The second step is to get clarity. You're not going to be able to think clearly about the situation until you're calm, which is another reason that that is the first step. So the second step is once you're calm and able to logically think through some things. Or at least, yes, at least calm enough to think. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You may not be perfectly calm. Right. At least calm enough to think. Then here, the second step is really about getting clarity on what's really going on. Why are they unhappy? Why did they leave? What part, if any, did you play or have you played over the past in this happening? So getting clarity on the the environment, the situation, the behaviors that are going on, how people are feeling so that you can really then understand what you need to continue to do in the next, the next five steps to turn the marriage around. And getting clarity can take a little time mm-hmm. because we'll ask people sometimes, well, what's going on? What has your spouse said to you? Well, he or she really hasn't said anything. They just packed up and yep. left. Out of the blue. They always say it's out of the blue, out but the, the more blue. you prod, it wasn't out of the blue. No, but people think it is. <laughs> but people think it and is. And so we say, okay, getting clarity, and Kimberly's already, uh, Kimberly has already alluded to this, understand that it may mean some self-analysis finding out how you contributed, if you contributed. It may mean that you'll find that you may be blaming yourself for something that's not your fault and that it really is a different category out there altogether. And so rather than beating yourself up, you need to be able to understand it's not about me. It's about that situation, that thing happening out there. Beginning to understand more about what might be motivating your spouse at this point and to why he or she is acting the way they're acting. And if you get clarity, then you'll begin to understand how to react when on some days your spouse acts like everything's wonderful, even though she or he is now living someplace else. And you think, wow, maybe we're getting back together. And then the next day they act like they have no use for you whatsoever. And you're thinking, why, why? 
<laughs> we get that question all the time. Why did my spouse say this? Oh my goodness. Why what do you think do it meant when they put two periods at the end of the sentence instead <laughs> of one? I wish that was an exaggeration. But yes, people get that deep into the analysis. So really the second step is all about evaluation. Let's evaluate the full situation so that we have a better idea of how step three will come mm-hmm. into play. But understand in that evaluation, you're going to need some professional help. Yes. Because being so deeply emotionally involved in it, it's going to be very difficult for you mm-hmm. to be unbiased mm-hmm. about yourself, about your spouse, about the situation. And therefore, what we do at Marriage Helper is that we help people think through learning principles. These are some basic relationship principles to understand this, 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 and this. And based on what your spouse is doing, there's some even other things we can teach you about what's happening underneath all that. Being able to learn all that on your own, is that possible? Sure. Just uh, spend a few years researching, learning all those different principles, and then unbiasedly apply apply it to your own situation. (laughs) Or let us We'd love to help you with that. So the second thing is get clarity, but you have to get clarity. Otherwise, you're going to be going in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. And so, all right, now that they've gotten some clarity and we can help them do that through our teachings, Mm -hmm. through our webinars, through our courses, Mm -hmm. uh, through our coaches. Mm -hmm. Once we help them get clarity as to what's going on, we may Mm -hmm. not be able to answer every single question like, why were there two periods at the end of the sentence? Right. Uh, Once we help them get clarity enough that they got, okay, I can see the picture now. then. What do we do next? Yes. So the third step is to stop pushes and start pulls. So what are the pushes and pulls? The pushes and pulls are the the terminology that we've put around how we either attract our spouse to us or repel our spouse away from us. Now, there's things we do that that lead to that. But then there's also external pushes and pulls that could be pushing your spouse away from you or pulling your spouse away from you or pushing them back towards you. So there's a there's kind of a balance that goes into this and in thinking about it. But the idea is you what you can control is you. So how can you stop the pushes that you are bringing knowingly or unknowingly into the situation? And how can you begin pulling to the extent that you have control over doing the things that can pull your spouse back towards you. Mm -hmm. Generally speaking, and if you've uh, listened to many of our relationship radio episodes, then you know we talk about this. A push is anything that evokes a negative emotion in the other person. And a pull is anything that evokes a positive emotion in the other person. And so basically that can be based on what you do, but it also can be based on what you don't do. Mm-hmm. So understand that pushes and pulls have to do with your actions and the things that you don't do. So, for example, if your spouse expects you to be there for them, anticipates that you'll be warm and kind and listening and those kinds of things, and you don't do that, it evokes a negative emotion in the other person. So it's not just what you do, but it's also what you don't do. If you have been a person with a lot of anger and used to be yelling and screaming, but now you've stopped doing that, you actually start evoking positive emotions now about what you're not doing that you used to do. Now, it's much deeper than this, and it really only makes a lot of sense once you have gotten clarity as to what the situation is. Because until then, you can understand the general principle of pushes and pulls. But until you start putting that into the context of, oh, this is what's going on with my spouse. Oh, this is how we got there. 
Oh, I can even see how things that happened years ago are affecting what's happening right now. That's when you can most effectively use the concept of push and pull. So, Kimberly, when we talk about this, we talk about it as being a rescue. And so these three actually kind of fit under the idea, if you're thinking in terms of rescuing, as to the first responders. Mm -hmm. Like, we will do what we can do. We're not going to do the impossible. We can't do for you what you need to do. But we know that these are the first steps we take to stabilize. And so just like first responders try to stabilize, these first three steps will help to stabilize what's happening in your relationship. Right. Now, the fourth step will be more like, okay, now that you're in the hospital and it's time to get a cure, how do you find that cure? Right. And then the step after that would be, okay, what new lifestyle do you now need to create so that all of this continues to occur? Right. So right now we're talking about stabilizing. Yeah. So it's like stabilizing and then the cure and then uh, stability, like future stability, future longevity mm-hmm. in the marriage. Mm-hmm. That's the four. That's the that's the the last set. But where we are now is this first response: is this mm-hmm. stabilizing, and and understanding what you need to do in order to stabilize yourself as well as your current situation. And so, understand that stabilizing can really help things considerably, but it still isn't the healing itself. Mm-hmm. It's part of the healing, mm-hmm. and if you don't stabilize it, you're never going to get to the healing. But right now, don't expect miracles when you do these three steps. Will they have effect? Absolutely. Are they essential? Absolutely. But it's stabilizing so you can get to the healing part, which is what we'll talk about next. So as a recap, the seven steps to rescuing your marriage and yourself is the new way we at Marriage Helper are helping our clients, just like you, understand the path that you need to take in order to start where you are, no matter where your situation is currently, all the way to ultimately saving your marriage and having it better than it has ever been before. So this way, this new seven-step model, hopefully you can begin to see where you are. And maybe you need, no matter where you are and how long you've been around the Marriage Helper community, always a good idea to start back at the beginning. These seven steps really are for the person who is in the middle of a crisis or wanting to really turn their marriage around from where it is now. And it aligns with everything else that we have taught, such as our love path model, the four steps to falling in love. But that four steps to falling in love, you can apply to a dating couple, an engaged couple. Mm -hmm. Whereas this seven steps is really specifically for when you're wanting to turn your marriage around. In this episode, we've covered the first three steps, which is all about stabilizing. That first step is to calm down. The second one is get clarity on the real issue. And the third one is stop the pushes and start doing the pulls. And so don't be surprised if you go through our seven steps that you're going to find some of the things that are part of the love path, the four steps. But we'll be putting them in the right place at the right time to show you how to do that. And we'll be talking about step four in the very next episode of Relationship Radio. Relationship Radio. 